Listener questions, bud. What questions we got? Mr. Instagrammer. We got a shitload. Mr. Mr. Everything <laughs> questions. All right. Which one do you want to start with? Because okay. it seems like you're picking something still. Yeah. Oh, yep. no. I had one. Okay. Go ahead. What's your favorite Disney character? Somebody asked it. I'm just giving the people what they want. One person. Giving one person what they want. <laughs> and this is this is too hard for Joey to think about, I guess. Esselino? What is it? It's probably Aladdin. No, Jafar. <laughs> Rafiki, dude. Rafiki. Dude, I think I'm going to go with Pumbaa. <laughs> Pumbaa, yeah. Dude, I think I'm going to go with Pumbaa. He's just so carefree. Yeah. He's just so carefree, yeah. man. He's what about just you? Like, oh, I think if it is a Disney character, probably Tarzan. Yeah? He's a Tarzan guy, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm in the boo box for that. <laughs> Classic. I just watched Hook last night for Did the you? first time in like 15 years, and I loved it, dude. Yeah. I think it's a terrible movie. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hit us with a question. Okay. First question is from Logan Lesperance, and he is a, a goose-calling mentee that i had since i've been doing goose calling lessons and he said what's the scariest thing you and the guys have had happen while hunting oh mm. connor hit us with it yeah um the scariest one that i can think of would probably be when we were out goose hunting with um some guys that didn't really have the lanes down for shooting and one person shot another person's barrel so essentially what happened was you're supposed to, when you're hunting you have this area. You have this area in front of you to shoot. And what happens when people are inexperienced is they go like this. Yeah. Because they see a bird that they want to shoot when instead you should be shooting in front of you. They go like this. Shit goes wrong pretty yep. quick. And it was kind of both of their faults. Um, 100%. You know, because they were both kind of shooting out of their, you know, out of their lane. lane. <laughs> but, you know, in layouts, you're right next to each other. And uh, they both sat up and reached across. One was sitting further forward than the other and caught the barrel. I mean, we probably had 30 geese 15 yards from us on the deck. This yeah. is the day after duck opener in a flooded wheat field. These things were coming in on a string. And we called the shot. Yep. We bang into him. I think we shot like 10 yeah, out he of shot the group. It, he shot it out of his hand. Right. And it, well, it we completely shot, went into two pieces. We were on the opposite side of the spread, and I, we started banging into him. And we shot a bunch out of that group. But all of a sudden, you just see like parts fly across you. And it's like, what was that? And then you hear everyone going, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, doing. You yeah. see like a spring, <laughs> you see like a spring fly in front of you. And then you hear two guys going like, oh my God. And you just, your heart just sinks. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what happened? Shot the barrel of the other guy's gun. Nobody died. Nobody died. No. Nope. Nobody was injured. Yeah, his hand didn't get hit. Very lucky. That, that was one thing. Cause like, you know, your left hand is up there. Like it's, it's holding the front and it like was probably six, seven inches in front of that is where it got shot. Mm-hmm. And you know, oof, scary stuff, man. But yeah. that, any other really scary one. ones that you guys have? Cal, you got one off the top of your head? Mm, not really. I've never gone in under uh, like over my waders. I think that'd freak me out pretty bad. Oh, it's not so bad. Well, I mean, when you're standing, it's not. But like you know, some kind of like out of the boat or whatever, and it all of a sudden is over your waders. Take it from someone who's gone over his waders <laughs> at least three times a year. <laughs> I've only it's not I've, so bad. So you got when you jump out of the boat, it's deeper than you thought it would be, and immediately go over your waders. Yeah. 
No, you, I mean, you're right next to the boat, so you can grab the boat. That'd Dude, people on here, I'm sure, like, people listening have had, like, some horror stories. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's, there. I know some there's... Some real foot lake stuff, dude. Some scary stuff out there. Yeah. But I just haven't experienced too, too much of that. Can't get back. Everything's freezing. Yeah. Freezing cold. Can't, yeah. I don't know. I, I just came up with, like, six or seven Dude, stories. Dude, you know, it's kind of weird. I was just going to say, one thing that's kind of crazy to me is, like, every time we hunt, you know, especially when we hunt with, like, new people... I don't even, like, really say a whole lot about, like, like every time we're hunting, should I be like, hey, guys, all right, so everybody's got a lane. Everybody shoots in a lane. Nobody shoots until I say kill them. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting thing. I should probably do a little bit more. I on, mean, if they're inexperienced, for sure. Yeah. But if you're just hunting mm-hmm. with buddies, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, the The scariest one that comes to mind is when I got shot when I was, like, five I was in a pit. I was in a septic tank buried in the ground where they cut off like the top half. It's a property that my dad and I managed back in the day. And uh, we had these gun holders hanging out the front of the pit. And then you just like have these lids that with like grass covering it, whatever. And uh, one of the, one of the holds broke shotgun fell shotgun shot and it shot on the ground and it bounced off that wall of the septic tank and hit everybody. Mm. And I had like three to five BBs in my neck as a five-year-old. Now, that was really scary. Do I remember it a whole lot? No. Now, did it, it didn't, like, I don't have any scars on my neck or anything. It was just like kind of purple. Like, some hit me in the neck. Nothing like, I think like two went into my skin, but it was just like, it was just bleeding a little bit where you can like touch it and there's barely any blood Mm -hmm. on your hand. But, like, that's some scary stuff, man. Yeah, you got lucky. You got lucky that it bounced off the ground and then off the wall before it hit you. No, but yeah. that that one was pretty scary, and yeah. my dad like still he ingrained in me gun safety so much so that like I never know I never don't know if my gun is or is not off safety ever. Yeah, like mm-hmm. my hand is touching the opposite, so I'm right handed. My my finger is touching the opposite side of fire, so like I I just always know subconsciously my gun's on safety. Mm-hmm. You know, and who knows, that gun might not have been on safety when it fell and primer hit. I did have one with a handgun once that um, it was like a drop. Like I, you know, like it, it was, it was, I was deholstering it for like the day or something like that and I dropped it. And handguns are super safe, you know, when it comes to internal safeties or whatever. But when it, when that drop happened, because it caught on my sweatshirt or something like that. Like it hit the ground and the barrel was pointed right at my face. Oh, that's was like, so scary. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You can't be safe. You can't be safe enough. Yeah, right. Like, and here's I was I was gonna say this too. If don't be scared to like legitimately put a bullet into your barrel. You know, into your uh, stove pipe. It. Yeah, man. Where you where you take the first bullet out, you throw the shell in sideways. Yeah, sideways. Yep. If you're not working, because the thing is, especially with like ducks or geese, like most of the time you're seeing them coming unless you're on like water and like real tall cattails or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a field, I mean, you're working birds, you're calling at them. Like you can load your gun then and still have it on safety until you're ready to shoot. But going with your point, what's better? Almost dying or not getting shot off at the bird? Right. 100%. Not getting shot off at the bird. For sure. You know? Yeah. 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 All that's right. crazy. Second question. What makes the difference in a good traffic field from a great traffic field birds. other than birds being over oh, it? Okay. <laughs> mm. So this is a really good question. This is obviously mostly for Canada geese. Here's the big decider. When I'm looking at it, 
you know where the roost is, you know where the feed is, and they're kind of just going like that. They're flying all over the place, and they're kind of making a big circle, whatever. Here is the big proponent that makes it from a good field to a great traffic field is your hide. 100%. Is your hide, man. Where can and then you hide? wind direction. Wind direction and hide. I would take a shitty wind direction. Or a, I would take a crappy wind direction over a good wind direction if I didn't have a good hide. Yeah, like I'd rather have a good hide and a bad wind than a bad hide and a good wind. Exactly. Yeah, because even if you have a good wind and a bad hide, you're screwed anyway. Well, they're going to yeah. see you. They're Doesn't not going to come in. Doesn't even matter. Dude. So that was actually a pretty easy question. Yeah, that was an easy question. But also one thing I was going to say too that makes it, an, you know, in our area at least, I can speak for Minnesota, is food source. Mm. Right? So like if you have a cornfield here, it's definitely going to be better than like wheat or alfalfa. Know. Yeah, depending on the time of the year. But like, yeah, alfalfa, it's going to be better than alfalfa. I tell you that much. <laughs> guaranteed, bud. You know. I disagree. Um, <laughs> I totally disagree. So with a cornfield, stocks can be two feet tall or they can be carpet, you know? Yeah. And if they're two feet tall, they have a harder time All landing right, into man. it. No, 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 let me finish. They have a harder time landing into it. Whereas a bean field, it's got that, that lightish yellow color that like a maroonish color, whatever color beans are, you know, it's flat. Your decoys are popping. And they can see your decoys a lot better than they can in a chisel plowed cornfield or in even in a normal cornfield that's not chisel plowed yet. And you have bean fields no are hide. Bean fields are well an edge hide. But bean fields are superior in traffic hunting because you have so much more visibility of your decoys being able to be seen. All right, man. I mean I'm not talking about like, oh, did your field get screwed and there's two feet of corn stock still sticking up? Like I was talking about like if you have I don't know. Whatever, man. I I I disagree. I guess. No, but like if you I, have a if you have a well plowed cornfield that's not chisel plowed, I'd take that over a bean field every single day of the week. But whatever. No, the 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 difference between a corn and a bean field is corn. They are going to eat beans. They might not eat. You know, just because. What are ducks and geese more feeding in corn or beans? It's corn. corn. So but you give them both beans and the corn. Beans in the beans current. in the current. Shoot them beans yeah. in the corn in the current. Beans in the current. No, right. it's it's purely conjecture, and it totally depends on the area and what the situation is. But yeah. if I had a choice to run traffic in a bean field or a corn field, probably be bean field. Oh well, I absolutely disagree. The the visibility is incredible. Your decoys pop. It's incredible. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're listener. on a good traffic field though, and they're like flying over it, then don't listen to Joey and hunt the corn. Of course. Well, say. Every field that you can get permission on is 100 yards off their flight line, and you have a bean field or a cornfield. I am going to choose that bean field. <laughs> we Straight should do up, a right? video. I'm going to shoot the corn, and then I'll, I'll, we'll do yeah, that in the video. We'll do a comparison. Sure. Let's compare epic. who shoots more. That would be epic. Yeah. Let's if you compare could, who shoots more. <laughs> if you did, like, if, if you actually had like a disagreement on which traffic field was better, and so then that's what you, that's what you did. You had a camera with each, see what happened. I would totally do that. That would be so cool. Let's do it. Okay. I'll whoop your ass. No. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see. Um, next question. What is your guys' favorite part about duck hunting? Connor, what's your favorite part about duck hunting? Um, Besides yourself. My ability to make great videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I am the one that's making the videos. And so 
I really like that we can talk. <laughs> it's not whispering. Um, and I really like that it, it just, it is. You're saying versus big game or turkeys. Yeah. yeah. Or you can't say anything. You got to be quiet. It's more social. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is way more social. You can make breakfast in the blind. You're going to one spot. You're staying there. Um, so for filming, it is the best um, type of hunting to film. Yeah. N- no question. You know, everybody's loud. Everybody's talking. There's calling. You can mesh music together. You can make a story. It, no question, it's the best, um, yeah, hunting to film. As far as myself, like, choosing to go out and shoot or whatever, I just, I do like um, the ability to limit and then also um, limit every day, if that makes sense. So, like, for deer, you go out, you might see some stuff, you know, you might fall asleep, <laughs> you know, like, but for, for ducks, it's like you're constantly looking, you know, it's just, it's just more action. That's mm. why I guess that's the best way for me to put it. It's more, more action. You can harvest more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and then one deer yeah, you do it, turkey. you can go home, you can, you know, make some jalapeno poppers and then do it again the next day, you mm. know, and it's just fun. It's, it's a lot more about the camaraderie. Um, you know, it's, it's a more social sport. You, you know, you can go out and hunt ducks alone, but. You more often than not, you're hunting with people. Yeah. So, your buddies. Cal, what about you? Well, uh, for me, I think I love that it's an event. You know, like it's not like, it's not just hunting. It's so many other things involved in that, right? It's like the, the scouting that leads up to it. And then it's the hunt. And then not only is it the hunt, but then you're with some of your best friends and you all have this common goal and there's this camaraderie. And like you said, Connor, you can make breakfast or not. And even if you have a crappy day bird hunting, like you said, you're still like constantly looking for the birds and, you know, calling at birds. And there's that relationship with the birds and then the hunt sucks. And then everybody's at breakfast together and you're scouting for birds the next day. So for me, it's like, it's the whole entire conglomerate of it being an event Versus just going out and killing an animal and going home. You know what mm. I mean? Type of thing. Which I know, and I'm I'm not a serious deer hunter. I have mad respect for people that are deer hunters. You know, any type of hunter in general that puts work and effort into hunting. I'm not. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah. I just, I don't have the personal experience with it to say it's amazing or not. But I know that there's an event for guys that watch trail cams all year and let a, gear, let a deer grow for three years and, you know, food plots and you know, then it's hours of sitting in a stand and you've watched this deer and then you finally get to harvest it. So I'm sure that's great. But for me, just the waterfowl event and the camaraderie and the brotherhood. So, yeah, for me, it's definitely the interaction that I have with the bird. Yeah. Whether it's duck or goose. I mean, there's not a whole lot of stuff in nature where you can literally bend their will to come in and make them think that you are one of them. That is by far the coolest thing I can and, and Cal's giving me his camera this uh, when he buys his new one. I'm buying a nice lens. And, like, in the springtime, I'm going to go out around home, and I'm going to set decoys, and I'm going to take pictures of birds. Like, I love the fact that I can go out there and call birds into my spread and be able to take pictures with them. Like, that's what I'm going to do in my off-season, man. I love that aspect of ducks and geese where I can bend their will to where they aren't going to go somewhere. So just say you're traffic hunting. It's like, okay, they're flying over this field. If, you bl- if you're good enough on a call and you're in the right spot and you have a good decoy spread and you have a good hide, 
you can make that goose land in a place that he doesn't want to be or he, does, he, he wasn't planning on going. Mm-hmm. That part to me is so cool. There's so yeah. much back and forth interaction with you and that animal. That's my favorite part about duck and goose hunting. So yeah. the, the same reasoning, though, could be said for elk or turkey hunting. Absolutely good. So then why ducks? Why ducks? That's what Joey hunts. It's easier. <laughs> it's easier for me. It's just I grew up doing it. It's very sentimental for me. I did it with my dad. You know, and I, I can do it in my area. I can't elk hunt where I'm from. Right, yeah. You know, I didn't grow up doing it. I know nothing about elk hunting. Mm-hmm. So, and you can shoot more than one a year. Mm-hmm. You know, same with turkeys. I can shoot more than one a year in my area with a shotgun or with a bow or whatever. I don't even know the laws on it. It sucks. But <laughs> they're ducks and geese, man, The that personal interaction you have with them, and you where you get them close enough to where you can see the goop in their eyes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love it so much. That's my favorite. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're on YouTube or the podcast. And if you're on one and not the other, please do us a favor and get on both. Go to the That'd be pretty sweet. One. Well, tell me what your favorite interaction is yes. about duck hunting or yeah. goose hunting. Let's hear it in the comments. You know, preach. Is it the camaraderie, hey, the calling, the, is beauty it the, of the beauty of the bird, making food in the blind? Is yeah. it? You know, is it? hanging out at duck camp who knows i mean i i love all of it so sure. i understand each and every aspect, aspect running the dog it. running the dog Ooh, exactly that's a big one for that's a lot a of people fun one dog for me work. too yeah i yeah. got way more into duck and goose hunting after i got my dog yeah so i totally get that let us know guys let us know if you have any other questions that we can answer in future episodes and we will see you soon